Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we've got new standard to talk about. Yeah, we do. As usual, you can find us on Twitter at... Uh, Casual Tripod. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Casual Try Hard MTG. And if you want to email us... Casual Try Hard MTG at gmail.com. So yeah, we're, we're very easy to find. Yep. So please reach out. Let us know if you got any show ideas or anything like that. Yeah, we've got uh, what we believe to be a whole bunch of new listeners. So uh, yeah. if you enjoy hearing us talk for some reason, uh, tell all your friends. Yes, please. And then hop on any of those forms of communication we just told you about and let us know what you want to hear about, because otherwise we're just talking to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, we're, we're just putting out what we think you want to hear, and yeah. we don't know. Yeah, tell us what you want to hear. So we're going to jump right into... Something week... that we think you want to hear. Yeah, I assume so, <laughs> which is week one standard. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, so I think... Like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we were talking about Arena, mm-hmm. and then New Standard in general, we were like, usually the first week, some aggressive mono red deck does really well. Yeah, almost always. And uh, this week was no exception. We right. put three in the top eight of the Open. Well, it was three in the top four, wasn't it? I think it was the top three. Yeah. Were red, red, red. Yeah. The red decks are going to punish mm-hmm. all of the slower, my mana base isn't great, my removal's not quite right. Decks. Yeah, it's all the people that are trying out new stuff are getting punished. That's exactly. the way week one always works. And this was no no different. Yep. So these were, a lot of these decks were very similar to the mono red decks that we had seen in the previous format. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly, save for like one or two cards, right? And I think the the big upgrade here was Chandra yep. over Experimental Frenzy. Yep. She's, so what did she do? She's a four mana, four loyalty planeswalker. It's a two and two red. Um, her static ability, because all the... Uh, planeswalkers in set have static abilities is uh whenever one or more loyalty counters are removed from chandra fire artisan she deals that much damage to target opponent or planeswalker you can plus one to exile a top card of your library and you can play it for the rest of the turn or you can neg seven to exile the top seven cards of your library and you can play them this turn what it works out to is Chandra's a card advantage engine mm-hmm. that if you attack it and kill it the turn it comes out you take five right and in these red decks, you taking five, even for four mana, mm-hmm. is still a deal. Yeah, it's a better lava axe that draws you a card. Mm-hmm. And then you have the you have the sub game of you can't let it ultimate because then you just take seven. So it right. makes the the red decks can kind of get to a point where they're just trying to deal thirteen, yeah. as opposed to dealing twenty. Yep. So you've got to attack the Chandra, but that's going to deal you damage, which right. plays into their game. And I played against one last night, and it was super awkward. I was like, do I attack this? Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't not attack it because I'm just going to yeah. die. Cause it's a, it's kind of a feel-bad spot. It's like uh, like playing against Risk Factor, which kind of competes for the same slot. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, do I, you know, are you going to draw? If I let you have the cards, are you going to draw more than four points of burn? Probably if I see seven cards. Yeah. Right? So you're like, even if you're at like 15 you have to be like, well, I can't let them ultimate this because yeah. then I'm at eight, and in seven cards, they're going to have eight points of burn. Right. It's just, I think, just a really solid card for them. Mm-hmm. 
and again changes what the game's about because like frenzy is way more explosive like you can have a frenzy turn where you play a frenzy and get to untap and then cast like eight spells with your steamkin steamkin um with chandra it's just a more like inevitable long game thing and it becomes like about chandra right which gives them a different angle gives them a little more staying power yeah it also plays into a couple other like weird strategies that i don't think too many people mess around too much with this week but i wouldn't be surprised going forward and that's um like almost a big red post board with Mm -hmm. sarkhan and tybalt where you just like curve into your get your sarkhan out and then you just have a bunch of dragons right and it's the same kind of thing like you have your bunch of dragons now it's about like sarkhan right like okay i've got to attack down the sarkhan yeah and if i do that then the chandra ultimate right so no i think it's a really good card for those decks Mm -hmm. i don't know if mono red wasn't a real player in like the best of three meta game last season so i don't know how much staying power this list will have right but i think chandra does give it a different angle Mm -hmm. and the fact that like Frenzy, you had a lot of times you were like, okay, I'm going to empty my hand. Yeah. And now I play my Frenzy. Chandra, you can just jam on four. Right. It doesn't matter. You're not trying to shape a board state where it's good. It's just good. Yeah. And you also can, like, play the controly red side of things mm-hmm. and kill a creature, kill a creature, kill a creature. Chandra. Right. Still have your removal spells sounds to like protect a song. her. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, my SoundCloud page is. Uh, <laughs> I'm also a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Somehow I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, come on now. That's been hot fire. Yeah. You can get to a point where you just play Chandra, have the cards in your hand to protect her, and mm. then just are drawing two cards a turn. Right. And, you know, bury your opponent that way. So it gives, it's just a different angle. The lists were all pretty similar. I think two of the top three lists were on Chandra. Mm-hmm. And the other one was very much just last season's right. deck. It, yeah, like verbatim, it was last season's Yeah, it deck. was just, hey, I had all these cards. Yeah. So cool, we're going to run, run with those. Yep, I believe that's the one that won also. No, it was the Chandra oh, list. Oh, was it the Chandra list? Will, Will Pullum yeah, was yeah, yeah, who yeah. won. He, his, he was on the Chandra list. Okay. And Collins Mullins was second, and he was on the old oh, last okay. season list. Because I went and I looked those up because I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> we then have all flavors of Esper. Yeah. And so why was everyone playing Esper? Little Teferi kind of gave the deck like a new angle. Yeah. You had had tempo plays. Yeah. Right. Hero into either Teferi or, Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? I'm I'm really good at this guy. Big Teferi? Not Big Teferi, but like your uh, Thief of Sanity. So if you go like Hero into Thief or Hero into Little Teferi. Yeah. Like you have a really you have two really strong three mana plays mm-hmm. that gave those decks kind of a new new angle mm-hmm. and basically it's all cards I guess they had um, Enter the God Eternals yeah as like their top end mm-hmm. but like all the low end stuff was the same as kind of the decks that didn't really work those Esper right. mid range Esper hero yeah decks. they really didn't work um, and I don't know I'm not sure to the sticking power of the hero like the mid range hero decks I mean we'll have to see. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't think I'm gonna like playing against Little Teferi very much. <laughs> no, I am. I am worried that at least for the next six months, yeah, like you're gonna be in a world where it's Little Teferi bounce your thing, yeah, and then stick a big Teferi, yeah, and it's just gonna be miserable. Like yeah. basically, we have um, a situation where everyone has to be blue white mm-hmm. X, yeah, as like the mid range deck, yeah. And I think that's like a bad spot. It's kind of similar to when we were on, you just had to play red, black. Right. I think people are going to feel like they have more ability to customize things Mm -hmm. because like, 
I can be banned. Yeah. I can be Esper, but it's like, no, sure, you're whatever. playing... You're, you're blue-white. You're playing blue-white, and then yeah. you've just picked what, like, I want to play Hydroid Crisis. I want to yeah. play Thief of Sanity. Okay. But, like, the core of the deck's going to be the same, and it kind of homogenizes standard. Mm-hmm. And Little Teferi, like, punishes... Like, people trying to interact? Punish people trying to interact, and punishes people... That uh, I guess interact is this same thing. Like if you have a bedevil, mm-hmm. right? If you went turn to creature mm-hmm. attack, and then your turn, and then you're like on the on the play, and you're like, okay, I have a bedevil. I'm going to I'm going to attack on my turn three, yeah. and I'll kill whatever they play. Yeah, and they play little Teferi. Yeah, they just ate your three mana right. and bounced your two drop, and now yeah. you have to decide: Do I want to kill their Teferi on my turn? Yeah, or do I want to replay my two drop? Yeah, and it's just like. Ugh. Yeah, I played against it a little bit this weekend. I guess I hadn't really realized like what that static ability all involved because when I read it, I read it as you can't play spells on your opponent's turn. Well, that's not what it says. You can't do anything. You can't do anything at instant speed, even yeah. on your own turn. Yeah, I I was playing a, a Rao combo deck. More on that later. Yeah. Um, and uh, I you have to combo off at instant speed. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I yeah. was like, oh, this is this is great. I got instant speed duress in my draw step. Yeah, that happened to me too. I, I got was instant like, speed thought erasure. I was like, this is a travesty. Yeah. Like, we don't make instant speed discard spells for this exact reason, yeah. and here we are. Yeah. I do not like Little Teferi. No, I, I think that it's going to be one of those cards that seemed innocuous in playtesting. Yeah. And then it's just going to be one of those things that it's going to be in everything. Yeah. You know, I don't want to live in a world where for the next two years, right? Effects in your draw step. Well, effects in your draw step, plus just, okay, everything's blue-white, yeah. whatever. I do remember distinctly that when they designed alliances or allegiances, right, yeah. they were like, we couldn't make blue-white cards too good because of Big Teferi. Right. And we were like, and then they went to the next set, and they were like, Here, hello. hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's fine. Because right, even in a control deck, you're like, if it's like, bounce your thing, draw some cards, mm-hmm play my Teferi, you're, like, so far behind. Yeah. It's like, little Teferi, player removal spell, big Teferi, you're just like, oh, I don't have a board, right. and you have the, like, turn five win the game card. Yeah. Huh. Well, this was fun. I guess I'm going to wait 20 minutes for you to get around to killing me, but yeah. cool. More on that later, too. More on that later, too. So, yeah, I just worry that we're going to end up with just, like, blue-white X everywhere. Yeah. Just because a mana war that draws you a card mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. Right. And it's I weird agree. though. Like we had like, is it a Rester's Admonition? Two and a blue, bounce a thing. And if it ha- if you cast it during your uh, main phase, you drew a card. It had addendum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That's basically Teferi. Well. Well, what we're saying yeah. like that card's unplayable, but right. you staple that effect to a Planeswalker right. that shuts your opponent out of playing counter spells or anything like yeah. it's just like oh this is this is maybe too good and it's yeah. like a, it's a fine line and maybe yeah. i'm wrong maybe i'm overreacting but it just having played against it it's just like this is miserable yeah it is miserable i am not a fan and there's like no there's no like deck building constraint other than like right hey you have to play good blue and white cards yeah okay yeah so yeah not, not a fan me neither so we had that. Yeah. So and again, like that, the Esper decks with with Teferi, right? We had the the mid range decks, mm-hmm. and Teferi was in the control decks. Right. We had the Bant various Bant decks, like yep. Bant Flash, and uh, just regular kind of like mid rangey Bant. Mm-hmm. And there are mono white decks on Arena right now that are playing eight blue sources and playing four little Teferis. Oh, I haven't so seen those. The mono white shell and their three drops are four Teferis. 
Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, and it's just, and I don't know if it's right. Yeah. Like, maybe they need two or three, but there are people just jamming and, like, posting tweets about, like, 7 owed the uh, yeah. the metagame challenge with this deck, and it's, oh, Venerated Loxodon, Benelish Marshall, oh, Four Teferis. Four Okay. Like, and it's just, like, this is... This is terrifying. We're yeah. just trying to. It's one of those things. This is really good. Let's jam it in everything and figure yeah. out where where we break it. Yeah. Yay for standard. Yay. Speaking about another awesome standard <laughs> deck. Have you ever wanted to kill someone with a slowly growing one power creature? Um, I don't think I do. Okay. Yeah. So we have Simic Nexus. Yeah. Another card based around a poorly designed magic card. Yep. Simic Nexus just wants to take all the turns. Yep, it's basically the same deck as last season, except that now it gets a draw engine, a deck thinning engine, and a recursion engine all built into one card. Yeah, so Tamiyo, uh, Collector of Tales, yep. is two blue-green yep. for five loyalty? I think so, yeah. And the plus one is name a card, yep. uh, non-land card. Yep. Put your top four. Put look at your top four cards. Yep. If you're if that card's in there, put it in, put your, it in your hand. And if it's not, put it in your graveyard. Yep. So if you play it on turn four and you get a wilderness reclamation, mm-hmm. you say wilderness reclamation. Yep. And if you hit a nexus, it shuffles back in. Yep. And later in the game, when you're trying to combo off, you just say nexus. Right. And if you don't hit it, you're four cards closer to your next one. Right. So you, your search is gonna hit it. Or you ca- your, your chemistry's inside or whatever. Yeah. I was watching people today. Uh, I was watching Kenji's stream, uh, Numa Tanai. And they were uh, like, oh, I didn't hit with my first Tameo, so I'm going to uh, play another Tameo. Yeah. Get rid of the first one. Plus it, look for it again, like looking at like 11 cards a turn. Yeah, it's disgusting. And you're just like, oh, this is this is awful. Well, not only that, but like if you're using Tameo to dig for your reclamation or your search or whatever, you're thinning your deck out so that by the time you get your search online, like you're going to hit a Nexus. Yeah. You're just going to hit it. Because you've just concentrated like every time you name not a Nexus and you hit one, it shuffles back in and you've got three less cards in your deck. Right. And then you also, they were like, hey, let's have our only wind condition be Callous Dismissal, yeah. which is one in a blue sorcery, bounce a non-land permanent, a mass one. Yeah. So the whole way they were going to win the game is off one Callous Dismissal, yep. which, woo. Yeah. Uh, so they take all the turns, bounce all your permanents, and each time they bounce something, they get to make... Their, their guy their, one bigger. Yeah, and eventually they can just kill you, in, in theory, in one shot after yeah. they've taken... 20 straight turns right that's fun and interactive magic yeah it's kind of a shame because like i do think that like the first stages of that deck would be fun to play i just i hate decks that are like that where only one person is playing magic and the other person's might as well be eating a sandwich or reading the newspaper or literally going to the bathroom in their feature match literally so um guy uh, was playing at someone who was playing nexus and he like asked clearly he asked the nexus guy how are you going to kill me yeah Nexus guy explained it, mm-hmm. and he was like, cool, do it, yep. and then looked at the judge and was like, hey, I want to go to the bathroom. Do you just want to sit here and make sure he doesn't cheat while I uh, yeah. go to the bathroom and walked away from the table, yep. went to the bathroom. Like, usually you're not allowed to, like, walk away from the table, like, mid-game, but he was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out, and came back. The commentators were like, why does he just scoop? Like, he knows he's going to win. It's like, nope, I'm just going to walk away, and then came back, and it was still happening. It was still happening. Eventually, had not produced a creature by the time he got back. Yeah, so he was like, "All right, like we'll we'll do this." Yeah. Eventually, he he lost that game and then lost the match. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was great. Yeah, I like decks that 
kind of let me have all the fun, but I like to have all the fun quickly. Yeah, I don't I don't mind decks that combo quickly. I don't like decks that combo for 10 minutes, 20 minutes at a time. I'm not a fan of Storm. I'm not a fan of KCI. And this deck, along with kind of like the Esper decks, like the Esper control decks, where like the game's wrapped up, but yeah. the game's not over, so you have to sit through it. Like there's a fail case. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's the, I untapped, I played my Teferi on turn five, yeah. and I untapped. Right. We both know this game is 90%, 80% to be over right. in 35 minutes. Right. But it's 90% to be over. Right. So there's 10% that it's not, so I've got to stick, stick it out and try to get that 10%. Right. And it's just miserable. It's miserable. Like I said, if I wanted to uh, watch someone jack it for 20 minutes, I'd just hang out with Louis C.K. <laughs> and that's what Nexus is like. It's just like, dude, you just like find a plant and like finish off. Like this is, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. And the fact that like they were just like, well, let's get down to one win condition, and that's this Callus missile. Right. Now it did kind of bite them. Uh, them just the the Simic Nexus hive mind because <laughs> none of them made top eight. Right. I don't remember if any of them were in the top eight of the classic, but basically, I think like that's a great matchup for Mono Red. Yeah. And like Simic Nexus was the most played deck in day two. Yeah. With Mono Red being second, because like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like, you know, turn one opt, turn two grow spiral, turn three maybe you play your wilderness reclamation. It's like, yeah, okay. you're dead. Yeah, you're you're at four. Yeah. And I've got three cards in hand. You yeah. are dead. Like, you have to never let me untap ever right. again. That's a, that's a lot to ask on turn four. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what that's what happens. Yeah. So I think it's just a bad matchup for them. So they might have to actually play actual interaction. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're just totally blatantly ignoring their opponent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, I'm going to set Well, I mean, they're still playing um, the fog. They, they, they have the fog. Like, yeah. that is That's their, it, though. That's it. That's, like, yeah. their only kind of interaction. Yeah. But, yeah, they're basically ignoring you. Yeah. Red, if you ignore red, red just 20s you, and right. you're like, oh, what happened? Yeah, you can ignore red. I'm not a huge fan of Nexus. I think that we have at least two egregiously designed magic cards in Standard right now, and that's yeah. Nexus and Big Teferi. Yeah. We will see if Little Teferi is as egregiously designed as... I don't think Little Teferi will be as bad when Big Teferi is gone. I yeah. still think it's going to be annoying, um, but I don't think it's going to be obscene when Big Teferi is gone. Yeah, I don't even know if all the Esper decks, like, I think Brian Brandon only played, like, one or two Big Teferis. Yeah. But, like, the Esper control decks, so he was on mid-range. The right. control decks are some number of Little Teferi yeah. and then Big Teferi, and you're just like, this is... Like I said, the, the play pattern just puts you at such a disadvantage of because, like, you want to play creatures mm-hmm. and, like, removal spells. Yeah. And they already blank your removal spells. Yeah. And then they, like, get to blank a creature. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what do I do? What axe am I supposed to play this <laughs> game on now? I can't interact with you on the stack, on the board, and I can't play my creatures. Yeah. So what is left for me? Not much. You wanted to talk about Narset. So I was in and out. I think we were both in and out of uh, of coverage this weekend. Yeah, so, I had a couple couple things going on this weekend, so I didn't get to focus on coverage like I usually do for week one standard. I found a deck that I like. Okay. It's the Demir midrange list. Uh, okay. There's a couple different ones floating around. A version came in 30th at the Open. A version came in 6th at the Classic. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was VTCLA had tweeted out yeah. a little bit more aggro list. And something that they all have in common is Narset. Okay. They're all playing Narset in some number. 
Um, now, the VTCLA list was playing them in the sideboard, I believe. Both of the mid-range lists were running four in the main. I don't get it. I think... Like, I don't think Narset's bad, but I don't know why you'd play four in the main deck. So it doesn't let you draw cards, is her static, right? You can't draw more than one card a turn. Right. So I think that it's maybe a hedge if you think, like, maybe the Nexus matchup's bad. And so now... Well, it doesn't yeah. stop search. Search though, it right? doesn't stop search, but it stops kind of the early setup of like if they draw a growth spiral, like it's just put a land into play. If they draw, well, not if they do it on your turn, fair. If they draw chemistry's insight, they can only they yeah. can't like they can't chemistry. A lot of times, it's not your turn, yeah, right? So they play their nexus, and the hope is that they're going to like insight into insight on their turn, yeah, that's true, and draw five cards that turn. They don't get to draw those cards, yeah. So that's one thing where Narset could be could be good. Okay. Is just it might that matchup might be awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And if, if you're those players and you think that matchup's not good and you just jam them in the main and you think I have enough removal that mm-hmm. taking my turn three off against an aggro deck is not embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Because that I think that's like that's the concern is if right. you go like Well get, that that deck it's a concern for that deck in particular because that deck has opt on turn one yeah and turn two its ideal play is like thought erasure or so you're not doing anything turn one you're not doing anything super meaningful turn two at least nothing that affects the board i mean you have tyrant scorn yeah i mean you can kill something yeah you you could kill something and not be totally behind yeah but then you're gonna take turn three off and draw a card yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i don't get it as a four of again maybe they got punished by the mono red decks Right. Well, I guess that kind of stops risk factor too, though. It does. It stops risk factor. Ah, it doesn't stop Chandra. Right. It does not stop Chandra. So if people are on Chandra, like Narset is not as good. Not as good. Yeah. But, I mean, it does. It does have some like it does have some applications. Yeah. But again, like it's probably the first card that like gets boarded out. Like, could you imagine if your opponent goes like plain Sky March Aspirant? <laughs> and you're and, looking and, like, at. Uh... And you're looking at like opt thought erasure Narset. Narset. You're like, well, I really hope they have one of the powerful payoff three drops. Yeah, I really hope I opt into a cry right now. Yeah, because like if you don't, you're just like, oh, my turn three is take fifteen. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, yeah. I made I made poor life choices. Whoops. Why did I put you here, Narset? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that might be something where they get like punished because yeah. they were they might have been too worried about Nexus. Mm-hmm. Like, the deck might be really good, but maybe it's top eight if they have, like, yeah. a, a, two Narsets and two things that do something to the board. Yeah. As opposed to the four Narsets. Yeah. And, like, it hurts your Civic Nexus matchup a little bit, but it helps mm-hmm. your other matchups a lot more. I saw just, like, the title of the video on my way over here, and I was like, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Narset in Legacy? Mm-hmm. Like, in Miracles? Oh, yeah. You can't brainstorm. Yeah. You can't ponder. Yeah. It just turns off all the Delver decks. Yes, it does. You're just like, here, I'm not going to activate my Narset. You just can't play any cantrips now. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then next turn, I will kill your only threat and then activate my Narset and we'll be good here. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Leovold. Yeah. Cool. It's a one color Leovold Mm -hmm. that blue white control decks can play. Right. So that's a thing. Yeah. And I mean, everybody in Legacy plays blue anyway, so. I mean, also, like, you can't activate your Grizzlebrand. Oh. Sad times. Pay seven life, draw a card on your turn. We'll get back to that later. That's that's bad. <laughs> that's real, real bad. So what do you want to talk about? We talked about my Narset. So this card I don't think I saw in any lists. Mm-hmm. I think because a lot of people were just playing three-color piles of cards because um, it was first week. I have seen it out and about quite a bit, actually. 
I'm jamming it in all my decks. Yeah. And that's Blast Zone. Yep. Blast Zone is a land that comes into play with one charge counter. Some sort of counter. Some sort of counter. And you can pay XX and tap it to Mm -hmm. put a counter on it. And you can pay three, tap and sacrifice it to kill all permanents with the converted mana cost equal to the number of counters you have. Right. So it's not Ratchet Powder Keg? Is Powder Keg the one? Ratchet Bomb, right? Ratchet Bomb is... Well, Ratchet Bomb, you don't pay XX, though. You don't pay XX. Yeah, I don't know about Powder Powder Keg. I think Powder Keg was old Ratchet Bomb. Yeah, Powder Keg, for you youngsters, <laughs> is from Urza's Legacy. I do believe it's the Hammer. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Blast Zone just gives you this random removal spell in your land slot. Right, so you don't have to waste a, like an actual card on it. Um, like it kind of mitigates flooding out because it's on a land. You yeah, and the... you can like you can go up a land where you maybe you were like I want to play twenty three lands, but maybe you get to play twenty four because one of your lands is a removal spell. Or you yeah, go from twenty four to twenty five because you have a removal spell. Yeah, I mean there are some deck building constraints like you're not playing a chain whirler with your uh, blast zone. Right, but it's I've been putting in a lot of my decks and I've been playing some very bad decks trying to find something and it's oftentimes the best card in my deck. Yeah. Like, by far. So last night I was playing on Anthony's stream, and he's playing his mono white. And I'm like, play your Blast Zone. And it comes into play untapped, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's like, play your Blast Zone. It comes into play with a counter on With it a also. counter, and it's untapped. So unless you can remove the counter somehow, you're not going to blow up tokens. You're not going to blow up tokens. And I was like, all right, like, if your opponent taps out to make a, uh, a token with uh, a Dante of the First Fort, we're going to activate Blast Zone. Opponent didn't tap out. And I was like, okay, I think your opponent has Unbreakable Formation. Mm-hmm. But we're just gonna we're gonna lose if they have unbreakable formation. So his opponent goes, hits attack all. I'm like, all right, block Benelish Marshall. He's like, okay. Now he has he's he's terrified because I distorted the pass with all <laughs> not using any of his mana in the face of lethal. I'm like, okay. I'm like, if they have unbreakable formation, we lose the game. Right. But activate your blast zone. Okay. Activates his blast zone, blows up three one mana permanents, <laughs> and he goes, ah, what happened? What just happened? I was like, you just won the game because because your uh, your land slot was three for one you yeah and it just gives you i was playing a blue red deck mm-hmm. uh, that did not do well but i was playing a blue red deck and i was like oh you played an enchantment okay end of turn put some counters on my blast zone blow it up yeah in a blue red deck like i'm not supposed to be able to do that right i was playing uh one of those demir lists over the weekend and i was playing against something i needed some more threats against i don't remember if it was esper or what but i had brought in dreadhorde invasion and my dreadhorde invasion got taken out by their land and i was very sad because that deck's super threat light so you just have especially like post board because you lose yeah. enter the god eternals yeah. against like yeah esper yeah yeah so it's just this card that Seems like it just fills in a bunch of holes. Mm-hmm. It gives you something to do with your mana, yep. right? If you're playing against like Esper and you have like the Blast Zone and two lands laying around, you can just tick it up. Right now, you're like one closer to blowing up their Teferi that they play. Mm-hmm. Now we should also note that um, it's also the kind of card that rewards knowledge of the format. Yeah, knowing like I'm playing against Esper. Right. I need to get this thing on three so I can blow up Little Teferi and Thief of Sanity. Mm-hmm. Like, late in the game, more likely, like, okay, what are the things that they can top deck that are going to kill me? Right, like, if you're dead to a resolved experimental frenzy and you don't have any way to blow up enchantments, you should probably work on getting your blast zone up to four. Yeah, like, you know, you're like, oh, it's turn, like, seven, they're out of cards. Mm-hmm. The board's clear. I don't need to do anything. I can play a creature and dump four mana into right. my blast zone. You do that, and then you have an answer. Yep. It's a really versatile card. Yeah. It surprised me. Like, the first time I, I used it, I was like, huh. I mean, I've been like, oh, I'm dead to this Liliana Dreadhorde General. Mm-hmm. I've got it to six Whew. and blown up a Liliana. Man, that's commitment. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, 
they like played it and I was like, uh, they're like, you know, neg, sack two creatures, like sad times. Put two counters on it. This at three. Next turn, put three counters on yeah. it. Like, I still got housed, but I was at least able to yeah. blow it up. Like, when I would not, was like, a land was like, you know, half a counter. Yeah. As opposed to a land just being dead. Right. It does stretch your mana a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been playing two. I've been even playing two in some three color decks that, like, have good mana yeah. that are just splashing something. But I think it's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't show up in more... De- like, the blue-black deck you're playing yeah. plays, like, three Field of Ruins. Right. Which are there solely for uh, Ascanta. Right. But, like, you know, there could be a point where if there are less Ascantas, mm-hmm. you play a Blast Zone or two in that slot. Yep. It does give you, like, that flexibility that you have a couple lands mm-hmm. that are colorless that are really good and well, standard you, right I now. I mean, you could swap them out sideboard also. Yeah, like, they're mono-white, and I'm going to be able to control the board for a little while, mm-hmm. but if I can just play a Blast Zone and tap three mana and kill three creatures, right. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So what are we going to play in Standard Coming? We, you have a, an MCQ this weekend. I do. I am going to one this weekend, and then I'm going to one next weekend with you. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what I'm playing, I don't think, yeah. so these are these are dark times for me. I'm stressing out a little bit. Yeah, me too. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to play before the start of the weekend. Um, I had tried a bunch of things on Arena that I thought might be powerful. I'm fine with tuning a list. Like, I can take a list and, you know, make subtle changes for, yeah. to, like, combat the, the meta or make sideboard concessions or whatever. But I have a hard time building a list from scratch. Yeah. Um, like, I like to find the powerful interactions, but I, I have a tough time getting it from there to, like, playable deck. I found some powerful interactions that I think there's decks there, but I don't have time to sit down between now and Saturday and figure out, you know, the rest of those 45 cards. Yeah, it's like, I know there are 15 cards that are really good together, yeah. but then the other batch is, is hard. Right. So I think I'm going to give this uh, Demir Midrange a shot. At first blush, it really doesn't look like it's my playstyle. Yeah. But it's Jund. Okay. It's just Jund. It's discard and kill spells and sticky threats, and it's just Jund. So I think I'll be all right with that. I play, messed around with it a little bit uh, this morning and a little bit last night, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, I think the the blue-black decks is playing Thief of Sanity, right? Mm, no. 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 None of them are. There are no lists that are playing it. It just dies I, to everything. Yeah, it's but not at, great. at the same time, though, like the games where it doesn't die, you just like win for free. Right, but those games don't exist. It just always dies. Like, the only matchup where it doesn't die is Nexus. Uh, Everything else kills it on sight. The Bant decks can't kill it, usually. Yeah, that's true. I watched Brian Brown doing, like... He, he, one was against Nexus, where he just got to draw the whole guy's deck. Yeah. And then just other matchups as well, as well where you're just like, oh, like, you just have a free win button. You're just like, yeah. oh, I got to hit you twice. I win this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does die to, like, it's terrible against Mono Red. Yeah, it's stuff. terrible against Mono Red. It's terrible against Esper. It's not good against whatever Golgari list is running around. I don't know. Maybe maybe some number of the Narsets I've seen in the list become thieves. Yeah, I mean, it could do, but, like, a 2-2 split or yeah. something with, like, Narsets in the board if they're, like, a hammer against yeah. Nexus. Yeah. But we had to figure out if it if they were the hammer against Nexus. Yeah. I also looked at um, some lists, and there's a, a Gruul list that finished 22nd. Yeah. Which means it's better than your list. Uh, <laughs> but it was playing, like, the Warriors show. Yeah. But cut the uh, Pelt Collectors and... The Skarkin Hellkites. Okay. And was playing Chandra mm-hmm. and Sarkin. Oh. 
and they mostly were playing one to two Domrys, okay. a little Domry, three-minute Domry. So you had the Warrior shell, but then your top end was Chandra, like Chandra and Sarkin, like yeah. kill you, kill make you. you dead now. Hmm. So that was interesting. It was yeah, they were playing cool. four Dire Fleet Daredevils, yeah, uh, like two Crawl Harpooners, the Growth Chamber Guardians, and then they were heavy reds. So they were actually able to. They were still playing Chain Whirler. Hmm in the deck so it was it was an interesting list and it's like well this is a deck that like i have played it's bigger yeah. than uh than what i've played before but it's a deck that like makes sense and i know that like the shell of it is yeah is good i did see somebody um somebody had posted a deck on uh, arena deck list that was like an updated frank karsten gen warriors list okay didn't play a ton of new stuff but that looked interesting too like that deck wasn't great in yeah. the last format so yeah. i worry about how how good it is now yeah i think the the hard part with uh, the gruel list is getting the mana base right mm-hmm. so both the lists that played chandra and uh sarkin basically only played two unclaimed territories mm-hmm. i think one might have played i think jim davis might have played all four but i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah those lists like the mana was great because you don't want to draw three unclaimed territories and you can never cast your your planeswalkers. Yeah, that's kind of awkward. But at the same time, though, you need them so you can like play your your green warrior into yeah. your chain whirler. Right. So it's it was kind of an awkward. Hmm. The guy that was twenty second had like two forests in his deck, and I was like, that is the worst land you can possibly draw. It casts like yeah. nothing in this deck. Right. Also, small thing that I think was just a maybe card availability or card lack of knowledge. So they were playing naturalize. Mm-hmm. And there's a better naturalize now, everyone. Back to nature. It's an instant. Destroy an artifact. Destroy an enchantment. Or exile a card from a graveyard. Oh, that's not back to nature. Back to nature. Not back to nature. What is it? M15, destroy all enchantments. I don't know. What is it? I looked it up and everything. Uh, Oh, return to nature. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're both instant speed? I'm like, I went and looked it up. I went and looked it up. I'm like 95% sure that they're both instant speed. And I was like, huh. I wonder if they just didn't realize that this better card got printed. Because I was like, like cause I, I thought it was a sorcery. And I went and looked and I was like, no, it's an instant. Weird. Yeah, so it might have just been like, I've been playing this. Or they showed up and were like, yeah. hey, I need to return to nature. Which is very similar to back to nature. But hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, and, they, and some of you were like, yeah, we don't, we don't have those. And they're yeah. like, well, crap. I guess I'm playing this now. Yeah. You need to play Naturalize. There's a better one now. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. That's a Cindervines list, right? Yes. Wasn't there a uh, I forget who was it? Jerry that went on like a whole big thing this weekend, or was it um, P. Sully? I missed whatever rant this is. Yeah, they went on a rant about how awful Cindervines is right now. Like it doesn't do anything in the matchups you want it to. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just gets bounced. Yeah, there's better ways to kill enchantments. It doesn't do enough damage as a two drop. Like there's other two drops that'll do more damage over the course of a game. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily great. Yeah. I don't think you're playing the green in the deck simply to play Cindervines. Right. Right, you're playing the green for Growth Chamber Guardian and Gruel Spellbreaker. Right. Is what you're playing green for. So, and I think that... You know, if Cindervines is bad, we can find something else. Yeah. I mean, are you on, like, Rexage? Maybe. I mean, just as a body. Yeah, blow something up. I don't know. Yeah. I was playing, trying to play different lists, and I was trying to, like, work uh, Knight of Ottoman. Mm-hmm. Just as, like, a random way to get enchantments and artifacts and 
gain life, just that Swiss yeah, Army too, effect. That's too tough on the mana. Though. Oh, no, you can't do it in this. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that's just, like, a card that will do multiple things. Yeah. At least, like, Rexage, like, attacks and blocks. Right. Blow up your Wilderness Reclamation, attack you for three turns, mm-hmm. like, you casting three spells. Right. Or, or, like, you casting six spells. Yeah. So that might be a better place to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So Sarkin played against it last night. And Sarkin's kind of a house. There's a, a Grixis list laying around that, uh, again, someone tweeted out and we played against it. And that's playing Kiora. Like game two, like game one, the guy like Nicol Bolas, God Dragon or whatever yeah. he's called, us, that game. And then the second game, his turn three, it, we, beat the, we beat the God Pharaoh or whatever. Yeah. Not the God Pharaoh, the Dragon God. Dragon God. Game two, turn three, it's Kiora. And I was like, what, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> And then the next turn, it was like Chandra. And then the next turn was Sarkin. Make a 4-4. Four, four. Next turn, down tick, uh, uh, up tick Sarkin. Attack for 16 in the air. And I was like, Ooh. oh, that's what this is. Wow. Okay. Which is why I think those Gruel lists are playing like one of the little Domery. Yeah. Like, so you, ha- you have the ability to like Domery plus into your Sarkin. Mm-hmm. Or like Domery, Chandra. Now you have like. 12 power of flying planeswalker dragons yeah sarkin was super powerful and super scary mm-hmm. it was like oh we have to figure out a way to like kill this thing now or we just die right like, i think there's something there with the the gruel list the mm-hmm. other gruel list that, that was like a, a real gruel list not just mono red with some stomping grounds for cinder vines yeah was like the old like skargan hellkite list yeah. that's been around but i think the planeswalkers are really good and like chandra gives you a a lot of game against esper yeah well it gives you a little bit of an engine and I, I mean, I like Sarkon just straight up better than Hellkite, especially now. If you think about like Mythic from Dominaria, remember Varric's Bladewing? Yeah. Was two red red for a 4-4, four, four, kicker three, mm-hmm. make another 4-4 four, four flying dragon. Yeah. Sarkon is five mana, make a 4-4 four, four flying dragon, Turn next turn. Make two. Well, if you have a Planeswalker, make two, but yeah. then it's plus him. Now you have two 4-4 four, four flying dragons. Right. For two ma- less mana, right, and it's like on the installment plan. Like you don't have to have seven to do it. Yeah, you don't need it all at once. We have a mythic that did that, and now we just have a rare that does yeah effectively the same thing for less mana. Yeah. So I think those lists could be good. Now I wanted to shout out uh, an interesting deck that listener of the show Anthony. Woo! What's up, Anthony? Uh, Rico plays seventeen twenty three on Twitch <laughs> was playing, and he sent it to me, and I was like, "What? What is this?" And it was this weird Abzan deck that plays kind of sticky threats so yeah. it plays like uh adanto vanguard and tithe taker mm-hmm. and sarah of the scales and shalai to kind of protect everything mm-hmm. and play dread horde invasion all the good black and white removal but kind of the uh, piece de resistance if you will was he's playing uh spawn of mayhem mm-hmm. with an adanto vanguard no one ever blocks that card right multiple times he went like turn two vanguard turn three attack get in three damage spawn spawn there's only like a handful of cards that kill spawn yeah on turn three yeah right it's lava coil eat their whole turn yeah mortify eat their whole turn or cast, cast down. down and then nothing else kills it right and he was just running away with games hmm it was Abzan. He had uh, an Ajani, uh, the Great-Hearted mm-hmm. post-board games he brought in, like, Wraths. Mm-hmm. So his... Um, classic Anthony. Classic Anthony. <laughs> no, no, it was. It was He was like, I don't like playing control decks. I'm like, says the guy who boards into a control deck yeah. every single game. <laughs> um, 
but then all of his all of his afterlife creatures made tokens, and then he could yeah. like down tick a Johnny and have threats. No, it's smart. It's a smart list. Yeah, so I was messing around with uh, Soren in that spot. I think Soren's probably better than because it gives you is. it gives you one it fixes your mana. Yeah. And two, it gives you um, more game against control. Yeah. Because, like, if they've killed your Adanta Vanguard. Bring it moment back. Of, yeah, moment of craving. It's like, yeah. cool, you've got to do it again now. Yeah. And I still have this Planeswalker that if I plus it, I get to bring back yeah, something Yeah, so it's a plus two, too. Yeah, it's a plus two. So, like, he, it's not far-fetched for him to bring back, like, a Seraph of the Scales. Yeah, you can, like, plus when it comes out and then bring yeah. back a Seraph of the Scales or yeah. bring back a Spawn of Mayhem, yeah. whatever kind of it calls for. The list was interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, like... I was having the notes so of like, I'm tinkering with it, mm-hmm. which probably means I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> uh, based on all the other decks I've played the last few, uh, the last week. Last episode, I was like, hey, we're going to put some stuff up on the YouTube channel. And that didn't happen because I found everything that I played was a complete and utter garbage fire. Yeah, I spent a lot of, a lot of time last week playing garbage. I was super pumped about this like Rao list that I had. It was like new creatures, like had the Rao combo, but just like burnt you out. Mm-hmm. And was doing fine in best of one. I went to best of three and spent like three hours not winning a game. Ooh. Not not winning a match. Just stone never winning a game. Yeah, that's rough. And I was like, well, I don't want to record with this because this is an embarrassment. <laughs> and then I've been playing with a bunch of Bolas of Citadel lists. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Yeah. There's there's something. I'm on like I have an Abzan build and I have a Esper list. Okay. There's some random things that are just good with that card. Oath of Kaya as your removal spell. Mm-hmm. Where you want to play it's also a, a permanent. It's a permanent, and yeah. you want to play removal spells that always have a target. Yeah. Right. So it gains you its life. It gains you its casting cost back. Yeah. It's a permanent, and when it's on the top, you can always just dome your opponent. Like it's not like you can't play like a mortify. Right. Because if they don't have a creature, then you get stopped. Yeah. You're gonna. You're not gonna target your own bolus to sit it up. Uh, not pro plays. But you have so like that, and then uh, Basilica Bellhaunt as like a fine creature that gains most of its casting cost back. Yeah. And I think Bolus is Citadel. I think we said it last week. I don't think it's a combo card now. Yeah, I think it's just an engine piece. Yeah, I think it's just like a card advantage piece. And if you can set it up that you get through three or four cards in a turn. I think like the Golgari like Path to Discovery list mm-hmm. that are like trying to like go infinite. Like you play so many cards that just aren't worth playing. Yeah. But if you're just Yeah, the like, card has to be worth being in your deck in order yeah, for it. it so if you're just a black deck, a deck that has black in it that can cast it, and then you're just playing otherwise good cards, because mm-hmm. like the Abzan list uh, gets to have Night of Autumn, mm-hmm. right? Gains you its life back, or just blows up blows a search for us counter. Yeah. So it's just a reasonable card to be played. Right. And so the only like concessions I was making were like revitalizes mm-hmm. and uh, bond of flourishing. Okay. As a way to find the piece and gain some life. Mm-hmm. Almost every time I got to untap with a Bolus of Citadel, mm-hmm. I won the game. See, that's different than my testing because I never even got to a point where I could cast a Bolas of Citadel. I could never take the six turn off to cast one. Mainly, I'd be messing around with the Explore decks, and anytime I saw one on top, I'm like, I can't have you or I'm dead in it. Went in the bin. I had the Explore package, yeah. but not Path of Discovery. And no, I wasn't was, on Path of Discovery. Either. And was playing like Basilica Bellhaunt. So I had yeah. this like thing that it, it stretches your mana to be able to play yeah. like a white, white, black, black card in your deck that's also playing one green, green cards. Mm-hmm. But you can like, you can play that, you stabilize, you gain some life. Yeah. And then it kind of bridges you to what you want to get to. The deck's not quite there. The Esper list also was, I was just playing like Thief of Sanity and Thought Erasure and just playing like... Good cards. 
just generally good cards, but a skin leaning on like Bell Haunt. Yeah. And then that could kind of bridge you to the Citadel. Yeah. I've never activated one. People usually just scoop after like the fourth creature you play. Oh, really? Yeah, you just like play three or four cards off the top and it's just like, oh, we're we're done here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, that was kind of like the story I told you. They did um, like card-by-card card talk or whatever, and they said that the only reason they put that line of text on the card is because the game always ended like the two turns after you played it anyway. So they just added that there so that people wouldn't have to play two more turns. You could just kill them. Yeah, it, which I, was my experience too when, you, when I got to it. Yeah. But I was very much like... I think, like, the Oath of Kayas were, like, a big step. I don't think I had them in the original, like, Abzan list because yeah. I, I found those in, like, the Esper list, and I was like, oh, these are really good. I think it was yeah. up to, like, four. It's just, like, it lets you kill something early, mm-hmm. gains you some life to give you a buffer. All the life gain stuff just, like, makes it so the mono-red matchup is fine. Yeah. So you get to play Duress and Reasonable Interaction. Yeah. So you're playing, like, a reasonable deck mm-hmm. that has at the end of it, like draw six yeah it, it's good but i don't know like if the cards around it are good enough to kind of stand up to what we have right in standard currently i don't know that i'd want to play it against esper like that i don't think that's a winning proposition i think you just which esper like esper control so i played it against the esper control i played my esper version mm-hmm. so like i was able to like play the game in such a way that i could like get cards out of their hand yeah and then resolve it and draw three cards off of it and like that was oh, I just did it all at once, all in one turn. Yeah, just yeah. like play it, and like you know, you're it's like experimental frenzy. Yeah, like if you true. like play your land, and there's a land on top, like you have to hope that they don't have a way to kill it. But it's an artifact; they don't have ways right. to kill artifacts in their main deck. That's true. Like you have to resolve it, but you can play like in the Esper version, you can play yeah. your your deck where you're like, okay, turn five, I've got a thought erasure. You mm-hmm. sure the coast is clear, and then play it, and then it's just like draw three cards. Yeah. But and your life total doesn't matter, so... If you're not all in on it, like if mm-hmm. you've been playing like a reasonable game of Magic beforehand, yeah, then it's just this draw engine yeah. that can put you ahead. That's weird, because it reads like so much of a combo card. It is somewhere, yeah, but I don't think that somewhere is like current standard. Yeah. And the fact that it costs six yeah. makes it so like you've got to be able to like get to mm-hmm. that part of the game, get to six, yeah. and not be at like four, yeah, because then it doesn't do anything. Right. It's been something I've been messing with. I don't think it's something I'm going to play in two weeks. Yeah. But. Not for a competitive event like. Not for like a kind that. of event. Unless I like break it and like am mythic next week because I like <laughs> went on some tear and I'll be like, oh no, we found it. Ripped off 30 ones in a row. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, I will, I will not be talking about this deck on, on, the, on the podcast here. Uh, I'll help you share it with your buddy James. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll be like, here, we figured out. We'll see you in the finals. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> So I've been tinkering with a lot of stuff that's just been bad. Like, my original versions of that were just awful, and it's yeah. been, like, play some stuff that's bad. And this is what I did last season, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I screwed around for the first, like, two weeks, and then, like, buckled down and was like, all right, I've got to hit Mythic now. And like, <laughs> You found it and did it. I just went back to Gruul. I yeah. might just end up going back to Gruul. Anthony's like, you should just go back to Gruul. I was like, I probably should, but I I'm interested little... in Anthony's list. Yeah, I have, I have my version of it, yeah. and... This is where we're going to call him out on the podcast. I told him if he took a picture of it, not with his phone, if he took like an honest <laughs> to God screenshot, I would tweet it out. Yeah. And I'll tweet out like, I've been tinkering with the cyborg. I sat and thought about some choices I made. I'm going to go back to some things he had. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a, a reasonable deck there. Yeah. Because like he went 7-0 and it was like laughable. Wow. I was just like, oh, like it just seemed like it lined up really well with everything. Mm-hmm. And his plan of he had like one ritual of soot, one Kai's wrath, you know, mm. just get him, get him coming and going. 
but like that, like against like Gruel, he just like blew up all the blew up like three creatures like yeah. out of nowhere. And it was like, oh, okay. Like we looked at his hand. He's like, oh, I have ritual. I said, okay, we have a plan. It's like get to four. Yeah. Blow up three things. And the guy only had one creature. And I was like, play your Ajani and plus it. Now he has to like commit to commit, the board. Yeah. He's like, oh, good point. He played like, <laughs> got to play two more creatures. We're like, oh, blow them all up. Okay, cool. We win this game now. But I think Soren does the same thing. I think so too. Soren is not quite as dramatic. Yeah. It's not three life, but right. you're still like gain a life, ping you. And now you've got to get rid of the Soren and you've got to play two things because mm-hmm. it's going up yeah and not only two. that but you have a recursion engine yeah so i think like the soren would help against control but uh yeah i'm gonna have anthony and if he doesn't do it i guess i have his list mm-hmm. on my computer so i can just send out do it for him i can do it for him i can be like here for some reason uh, arena just didn't give me his sideboard just hmm. gave me 75 cards in the main oh that's awkward and i was like what is your sideboard so i had to like pick through yeah another thing we have on the board that is actually, I think, pretty good, is Davriel. Oh, yeah. Like, on the play against yeah. Control, like, they have to answer it. Yeah, and it's hard yeah. for them to answer. Yeah, you're like, here, take two cards out of your hand, Yeah, and we're going to go to play the game from here. Mm-hmm. Take three cards from their hand. Yeah, take three cards. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about this damage. So, yeah, it was, like, he was like, yeah, on the play, like, I like Davriel against, yeah. like, Esper, and I was like... I do, too. That's smart thinking. Yeah. I like this. Because, like, what are you going to do, Varaska's Contempt? It? Cool, now I'm going to play, like, my Surf of the Scales, and now yeah. you have to deal with... Good luck. This and the two pieces it leaves behind. Yeah. So. Cool. He's on to something, and it was fun. So what else do we have here? So new modern stuff? Yeah, I don't know if you... I think we kind of briefly touched on this last week, and uh, it seems like the deck's sticking around, so I don't know if you wanted to take a couple minutes and talk about the new modern hotness. I mean, it's a turn one win with Grizzlebrand. I'm in. Uh, like, this is what I, I, I live you for. Would be. This is That's, what I live uh, for. I sleeved it up right here. Yeah, I haven't sleeved it up yet, but I have most of it. I might not have all the Chancellors of the Tangle, but I have enough, I have some of them. Okay, we're kind of talking around it. What does this deck do? Uh, so this deck uses a new card from War of the Spark, Neoform, to turn an old card from Cold Snap, Allosaurus Riders, into an old card from Innistrad, Gristlebrand. So, okay, we, we got we to gotta help some people out here. It's yeah. an old card. So what what is Allosaurus Riders? Uh, it's a dinosaur. Uh, I guess it's actually the guy riding the dinosaur. It's I think a, it is creature-type dinosaur, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Anyway, it's a seven drop that you can cast by exiling two green cards from your hand instead of paying its mana cost. So it counts any green cards. Other Allosaurus Riders, Chancellor of the Tangles... Um, whatever else is in your deck, you can pitch to put him out for free. And then you Neoform to sacrifice him and go get a Gristlebrand, which has a CMC of one more than Allosaurus Riders. And then you get Gristlebrand out on turn one and activate it a couple times. And then it plays a lot like the old Gristlebrand deck, where you use a Nourishing Shoal to exile green cards to gain life and activate Gristlebrand. And there's a couple different ways to win from there, but that's basically the gist of it. So, yeah, you're just trying to draw your whole deck and Mm -hmm. then throw lands at them? Yeah, you can throw lands at them with uh, Seismic Assault. You can use the Grishol brand kill of Lightning Storm. Um, there's a Labman kill you can do, which kind of feels tinfinzy to me. Yes, yes it does. Um, I've even seen lists with Children of Corliss. Yeah, I, when I saw the list being played, I was like, there's got to be a way to stick Children in here. Yeah. Like, this just seems like it fits It's kind of well. tough on the mana. You need to play um, like the full play set of Mana Morphos and mm-hmm. the full play set of Wild Cantors because you don't have white mana otherwise. Yeah. The uh, the only fast mana you have is in the form of um, mana monkeys, mm-hmm. 
Um, so you got to have some way to turn that into white. So you you were correct. Allosaurus Rider is in fact the writer. He's an elf yeah. warrior. Yeah. The Allosaurus, which we saw in Dominaria, yeah. is just a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I think the caveat is, is with the London Mulligan rule, mm-hmm. it is very consistently a turn one or turn two Grizzlebrand, which leads to the turn one or turn two kill. So I have also seen in various sources people saying that even without the London Mulligan rule, it is a consistent turn two deck. But I'm just saying yeah. it's, it's ridiculous with yeah. the London Mulligan. Yeah. It is everything I'm about. Mm-hmm. It's hitting the button on Grizzlebrand as many yep. times as you can hit the button. Yep. And doing stuff for free. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of I take all the turns deck <laughs> I like. What turn is it? It's one. Yeah. What's going to happen? You're going to die <laughs> in about two minutes. Yeah. Let me take. Let me flip my entire deck over, and I will show you the cards that will kill you. Yep. Proceed to game two. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you sit there in 20 minutes and be like, "Is he gonna brick?" We're gonna no. find out if he's gonna brick right, right now. now. Yeah. Right now, like, oh, you, you, you had interaction. We have bricked. <laughs> Thank you for sitting across from me. Yeah. Or like, Let's oh, do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm all in for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I worry that one. Like, this deck is super easy to ban, right? You ban, yeah. you ban Allosaurus Rider. Yeah. Like, Allosaurus Rider is, has done nothing. Yeah. Had done nothing until um, Eldritch Evolution was printed. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I can turn this into a Grizzlebrand on yeah. turn two or three. Right. That worked, like, 10% of the time. But now you have... Redundancy. Uh, you have... Because they're playing uh, Pact, uh, yeah. Summoner's Pact. Yep. Which is uh, Allosaurus Rider's uh, five through eight. And it's also green cards to pitch to them. And you are playing Eldritch Evolution in Neoform, which yep. are effects five through uh, right. one through eight. Yep. So you have eight of each of your combo pieces. Yep. And the um, the Eldritch Evolution decks weren't running Chancellors either. No. The Chancellors are unique to this build. Yeah, because it lets you turn your like Breeding Pool mm-hmm. or uh, Botanical Sanctum directly into blue mana. Blue mana, yep. and then you've got blue green for Neoform. Yep. It also kind of fits really nice because it's a card to pitch to. You get your mana off of it first turn, and you can pitch it to Allosaurus Riders. In addition to that, it's like a seven or eight drop, so you can pitch it to Nourishing Shoal. Yeah. Like it just kind of does everything. It does everything you need it to do. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of deck that I'm all in for. I wouldn't run out and buy all these cards if you have them laying around. I feel like if it's if it's a deck that is a problem and it's like as consistent as people say, it may go away. It's also really prone to disruption though. It is. But at the same time though, if if you if it's a deck that you win 80% of the games you win the die roll, right? You get to win game two, game one, and game three. Yeah. 80%, 84% is a 64% win rate. Yeah. I would take that. Yeah. That's better than my current win rate. <laughs> so I will 100% take 64%. Yeah, but I mean, like the deck just kind of folds to a thought seize. It does. I think they have four ley lines in the board for that. They do. It dilutes your deck a little bit, yeah. but okay, here's my ley line. Now I get to go off with impunity on yeah, turn we'll two. See. I mean, this deck is, we talked about it last week, so it's been out for at least two weeks now, mm-hmm. and it was nowhere in the Modern Classic last weekend. Okay, no one played it at all? Well, I don't know if anybody played it, but it wasn't in any of the top lists. Okay. So whatever that means. It means there is hope. Yeah. And nobody wanted to play it at the, the Mythic Champs. so They couldn't. There was no Neophyte. Oh, that's true. It wasn't, le- wasn't legal yet. Yeah, because I was listening to one podcast today, and someone was, uh, it was maybe it was like Pro Points, and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we, like, we couldn't play that deck. People were yeah. asking why like, we didn't have War of the Spark cards. We couldn't play that deck. Yeah. 
So, but it was recorded last week, so that was during the throes of the like, oh my god, this is busted. Yeah, but I don't know if I would run out and buy all the cards. Like, if you have no. them, like I wouldn't go out and buy twenty five dollar Alice Warfighters. Absolutely not. I mean, unless you want to buy mine, then I mean, because <laughs> uh, like there's a chance that this it'll do the same thing that it did with Eldritch Evolution. Yeah, it was oh my god, Alice Warfighters writers great. They're twenty five dollars, and uh, I bought uh, five for a grand total of ten dollars. Yeah. On Tuesday, right after the first video started coming out about the deck. Yeah. So, like, it's a good way for you to lose, like, hundreds of dollars. If you're like, I want to buy 20 of these. Right. Like, yeah, don't buy them at $25. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Easy money's been made. Easy money is done. Arena. Yeah. Didn't play. I kind of bounced around. I did, too. And played some best of one, some best of three. I played like, a little bit of best of one, a little bit of best of three, and I tried a couple of those uh, meta game challenges. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I didn't think, feel like I had anything that wasn't just going to like. Oh, I didn't, but I tried them anyway. Be, be giving wizards all of my all yeah. of my hard earned hard earned gold early in the week. I was playing like best of one mm-hmm. to like just try to look for like like understand how a deck plays. Yeah. So I was playing that Ral deck, and it was doing pretty well. And then I went to best of three and got smushed. Yeah. Over and over and over again. <laughs> Because again, like what you play against is vastly different. Yeah, uh, I think the Ral deck is fine in best of one because like you're just playing mono white and mono red, and you're like, okay, kill something, kill something, kill something, kill something, mm-hmm. combo out, or like draw a bunch of cards with expansion explosion. But yeah. when you're playing a bunch of mid range stuff that you don't get to kill everything, and they have card advantage, it's less good. Yeah. And then I played a bunch of like the Abzan list, uh, best of three, like Saturday and Sunday, but not enough best of three. I felt like to give like an accurate. I think I think I had like twelve games in, yeah. and it just didn't seem like no it was, data points. Yeah, so not you, enough or twelve points. matches. So yeah. it wasn't like enough to really like matter. Yeah, but we had like forty six matches in uh, best of one in platinum for me at least, and it was uh, basically mono red and mono white. But mm-hmm. like Esper control went away. Really? Like Esper control was like nowhere to be found. And no, it could be I just didn't hit it. I, I only played yeah. 46 games, so I didn't, like, get my normal, like, 120 or whatever in. Right. Uh, so I could have just, like, dodged it, but there really wasn't any Esper control at all. And this could just be that people were playing the aggro decks because everyone else is, like, me, like, splashing around with, yeah. like, just garbage decks and getting Well, also getting the trounced. aggro decks were doing well on stream all weekend. And yeah. we've we have noticed previously that that has an effect on the arena metagame. Yeah, so, like... And there was just kind of, kind of a hodgepodge of, like, Gruul was one of the more represented decks in kind of that, like, mm-hmm. next class. But it was still, like, 35% was a combination of, like, red and uh, mono-white. 30 yeah. 35% was, like, those two decks. It's a big chunk. Yeah, it's, so it's still there. Uh, but then you switch over to best of three. And I only played, like, one or two matches against, like, Nexus. Yeah. But I had a... Uh, uh, again, I was watching Kenji's uh, stream today, and at one point, I had like gone and done stuff and come back, and he was like talking. He's like, "Yeah, so basically, best of one is all mono red, mm-hmm. and best of three is all Nexus." Oh, and that's basically what he was seeing. Great. And the mono red thing makes sense. Yeah. Again, I haven't I'll, I haven't seen the Nexus, but again, watching him play, it seemed like every like other deck or every third deck was yeah. like a Nexus deck. And he was, like, scooping relatively early because he was like, I'm on stream. Like, you guys don't want to watch this person do this for the next 15 minutes. And that's, like, a problem, like, with Arena. I mentioned this when Nexus was legal and best of one. The Magic Online system, right, it's like a chess clock. Right. And you have 25 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. To complete your turn. To to complete all of your actions for that match. Yeah. Arena, 
you get to use all the time yeah. as long as you're using that time quickly. Right. And so it like sets up these things where it becomes incumbent upon your opponent to mm-hmm. just like scoop them up uh, as opposed to waiting for you. Cause like you can take 45 minutes yeah. to win the game or more. And it's like that person has to be like, my time is worth more than, yeah. than this. Like I couldn't imagine being like, I'm going to play a deck that's going to take me 30 minutes to get a win. Yeah. No, thank you. Like it just seems like, like, Oh, I'm going to make it to, I'm going to make it to mythic next year. Right. As I grind. It's going to reset twice while you're, yeah, it's going to just take forever. So hopefully this week, I think both of us are going to probably play more best of three. Yeah. Just because we have to prepare for this event. Yeah. So our data is probably going to be skewed more towards best of three the next few weeks. Yeah. I probably will still jam some games best of one. Like what I do is I build a deck mm-hmm. and then I play it best of one to see if it's like functional. Right. And, and then, then from there, I like, yeah, I'll have like an idea of what a cyborg should be. Yeah. And I, you know, you're definitely not getting an accurate representation of what the metagame is that might be accurate now where if I'm assuming next week it's going to be a ton of mono red. Oh, I'm sure. Because mono red did well. Yeah, I was actually going to put um, some moment of cravings in that blue black list because I'm sure mono red is going to be everywhere. Oh, and a deck that I saw in best of one was the, were the feather decks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think one or two of those, someone was playing like Naya feather. Yeah at the open and they did relatively well. I think they were in the top 30 or 40 or something. Yeah. Feather plus Dreadhorde Arcanist is real. Yeah. See, I, I ran into a couple Feather decks over the weekend, but I was playing like grindy mid-range interactive decks and nothing lived long enough to... I play was playing a, a blue-red deck that was four shocks, four lightning strikes, uh, four uh, Rouse outbursts. Yeah. And I lost to one where my opponent played a turn to uh, a Danto Vanguard. Oh. Could never kill it. Yeah. And then another game where they played Dreadhorde Arcanist on three, and their hand was four sheltering lights. Oh, boy. Never could win. Yeah. I was just like... Shock, uh, lightning strike it, sheltering light. Okay, lightning strike it, sheltering light. Okay, lightning <laughs> strike. You lightning strike, sheltering <laughs> light. How is this, how are these the only cards in your hand? Yeah, yeah. Was embarrassed. I was like, oh, I feel really bad for this game now. This is awful. <laughs> but that engine is real. Yeah, it's just it probably can't stand up to, realistically stand up to cast down. Yeah, and like hard removal, uh, tyrant scorn. Yeah. Right, it just can't. Well, right yeah, I mean that's what I was playing. I was playing, you know, two tyrant scorn and three cast down and because two like, grass is contempt. And, they're not getting hexproof, so even yeah. like attack bounce it. Right. None of your spells protect you from bounce it. Right. Cool. Yep. So like you just have this other way to like slow them down, mm-hmm. and then it gets to the point where you're just like uh, enter the God Eternals sheltering. Like cool, I have a four four now. Yeah, that's fine. And I get four life. I'm gonna block. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Forever. But you also like have the the combo kill that some of them are playing, where you play collision colossus. Yeah. You collision colossus your dreadhorde arcanist attack. Get back collision colossus. Yeah. And then thud them. Yeah. So that's a thing that can happen as early as turn three. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, because that's eighteen damage. Yep. Shock you on turn four. Okay, Oops. we did it. <laughs> Why am I not playing that? That sounds awesome. Oh, because like it never works. I'm sure. Yeah. It won't ever work for you, at least. Oh, never. Yeah. Never. It'll be, I'd just be embarrassed. I'd be like, they'd be like, Tyrant's Corn. I didn't even think you had mana. Oh, no. <laughs> I was zoned out. But yeah, I think it's going to settle more this week. I think that... I hope so. Basically, all of the decks that were in the top 
Like, if you want to know what's going to be played on Arena, yeah. look at, like, the Day 2 metagame for the Star City event and probably yep. the top four to six decks. Yep. Or what everything's going to shake out to. Probably. And then it's going to be, like, attacking that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing that I like about this Demir list is I think it has the tools to attack whatever you need it to. Yeah, and you can move stuff around. Like, yeah. if people are playing a Danto Vanguard, you right. get to play Moment of Craving. Right. If there's a lot more red, you have Moment of Craving that's good. Yep. And if you get to five, they just can never beat Gain 4. Oh, make never, a four ever. four. Never ever ever. Yep. Like you just have to worry about. Because them playing Chandra is probably better for you than them playing Experimental Frenzy. Absolutely. Because you can contempt that. Yep. So yeah, I think with that, I think we're pretty much done, right? Yeah, I think so. So again, uh, we implore you to tell your friends. Yeah, especially all the uh, all the newcomers out there that aren't in our close circle here. Yeah. Uh, tell all your friends. Tell your friends. Again, give us feedback. Again, uh, go on. Go leave us a review on iTunes. Sure. Uh, send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to. Give us feedback. Tell us what you want to hear about. and We'll try to make it happen. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Next week, we, we want a, a tournament report on you winning your tournament. No pressure. Oh, hopefully, yeah. I, we need content. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I better take good notes. Take good notes. Or at least what you played against. Yeah. And so, with that, good luck next week. Thank you. And... Uh, We'll catch you next week, everyone. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM.